What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Welcome to the Five Minute Major. We are uh, without Nick in New York tonight. He is once again on assignment. He uh, hopefully is uh, relaxing in a hot tub somewhere. Uh, we are also without Jared Mason, who is also on assignment. Uh, hopefully he's getting well plastered right now. Um, but that means that uh, doubles, doubles, how's the bubble bath going tonight? Okay then, and we're joined by a very special guest tonight, uh, Giles. Giles Farrell, how are you doing this evening? Uh, not nearly drunk enough as I should be, but I'll manage. Alrighty there. Uh, what's what's you working on right now? I I'm actually not working on anything. I got my two pieces in for tomorrow, so I'm just going to record here, and then I'm going to call it a night, and then All we'll right. probably write 10 tomorrow. Awesome. Um, so, obviously, there there's a shitload of drama going on with the Minnesota Wild right now. Uh, the biggest piece right now is probably the fact that Mike Yo got fired yesterday, and uh, admittedly, this is a bit of a loaded question, but I want to I wanna give both of you a chance to respond, and Giles, I'll start with you. Do you think... Do you think it is fair to say that the players got him fired, or do you think that's, or do you, or don't you think that's fair to either the players or the coach? I, at this point, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty fair. I mean, we, we all know what this this team can play like, and you look at how they played in the last half of last year and the first half of this year, and then they just for them to completely fall off the wagon like they have is pretty inexcusable. So I, I think that's a pretty fair, fair thing to say. Uh, doubles, uh, you okay with that? Yeah, I don't know if they necessarily set out to get him fired, but I tell you what, every single one of those players should be embarrassed. That, that absolutely embarrassing would have gone on with that team for the last month. Absolute embarrassment. Every single one of those guys needs to take a good, hard, long look in the mirror and take inventory of what they want to salvage out of this season. Um, yeah, and, and I don't necessarily know if I meant that in a, did they set out to get him fired? Was it intentional? I don't know that it was intentional at all. I think that um, you know, my take is that it, they did get him fired. It wasn't something that they were planning on doing. It's just how it happened. Um, I don't, you know, Wes Wall said something really interesting after the last game. He said, in the last four weeks, Mike Yo has not forgotten how to coach. And I completely agree with that. I don't think that this was his coaching. I mean, I, I think that there are some criticisms you could lay at his feet, but um, I don't think that it was strictly his fault. I, I, I really think that the players 
ought to, to feel some responsibility here. Um, and one thing that I was happy to see, Chuck Fletcher did say today that uh, he takes full responsibility for this. Um, you know, then again, that's kind of something you expect a coach to, or a GM to say. It's something you hope that he would say. Um, but, you know, he, at least he's saying that right now, and, and that is a good thing. So, um, long term, let's talk about um, who you guys would, would be interested in seeing as a long term coach for this team. Um, you know, obviously, John, you got to think that John Torquetti is, is an option going forward, but I, I think that it's also fair to say that there are other names out there. Um, and and I'll, I'll just kind of give you guys a few names that I think might be out there. Um, Adam Oates. Uh, doubles, what do you think of Adam Oates right now? You know, I really don't know enough about Oates and his coaching style, to be honest. Um, you know, one thing that I have given some thought to is I do wonder if Parisi and Suter uh, circumventing the coaching staff uh, before training camp and bringing Adam Oates in, I do wonder if that thing had uh, a little more ripple effect um, as the season went on, um, maybe a little more than than we were led to believe um, because the the Wild and uh, Parisi, I mean, across the board, uh, Parisi and Suter, even Yo and uh, Fletcher and I don't know if Leopold opined on it, but across the board that was downplayed at least publicly and uh, I'm really curious as to whether that thing had a uh, lasting rippling effect uh, behind the scenes uh, more than we were led to believe. Okay. Um, Miles, what, what do you think about Adam Oates? I mean, I, it's been, I think, what, three years since he had that that half-season run in, in Washington and I had you know, I kind of hear everybody say, you know, yeah, everybody should give, you know, Adam Oates a look when they're, for their head coaching vacancy. But then I don't even think I recall him getting an interview last last summer for a head coaching spot. So I don't know if there's just something out there on him that we don't know as to why he's not back behind the bench yet or what's going on. But, I mean, it, from what, you hear from, you know, a lot of the, the national media and whatnot, you know, Adam Oates should be a guy you would want to look at to, to be a head coach. So I'm not really sure what's okay. going on there. Well, and, and it is curious that I I, I believe, and, and I, I'm still looking for the quote, but I believe Mike Mike Russo said that the, the Wild are not ready for Adam Oates. And, and maybe that just means that they'll consider him this summer and just not right now. Um, he did coach for two two full seasons. Uh, one was the uh, lockout shortened season where he won the Southeast Division, and then his second season he was fifth in the Metropolitan and didn't even make the playoffs. So uh, there is that. Uh, you know, one th- one name that I see quite a bit on Reddit is uh, Guy Boucher. Do you, do either of you guys have any feelings on him? Do you know much about him? I'll take that as a no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. You know, And I okay. I know of him from like yeah. Tampa Bay briefly, and they had a I think they had like a run to the conference finals with him. I don't know if it was first year or second year, but then they kind of fell off pretty quick after that. Um, that's about my extent of 
Guy Boucher. He's got yeah, an outstanding, and, outstanding facial scar. I'll, uh, I'll give him that. He, he looks, he looks like God. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, he he did take him to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the, the second season he missed the playoffs, and in his third season is when he was fired. Um, and and that's about all I know about him. Um, Paul McLean was a name that came up quite a bit last year, and then two names that that I think may potentially be available this summer would be Paul Maurice. Uh, who is coaching the um, Jets, although I got to think that the way the Wild are playing, there's a good chance the Jets are going to end up ahead of the Wild, and they might take that as a, as a good sign and, and keep him. Um, and Bob Hartley's having a tough season in Calgary. Um, but you really you look at all the other teams in the NHL that are doing poorly right now, and, and a lot of them have new coaches this season. Um, there is the Sabres have a new coach. The Oilers have a new coach. Um, the Blue Jackets have a new coach. So there have been a lot of coaching movement in the league. And I think at this point, um, for any, you know, for any potential, anyone else that might come available, it might have to be from not meeting expectations. But um, do, do we, you know, doubles, do, do any of those guys tingle your loins at all? You know, to be honest, I can't think of anybody that can get these losers to get off their ass and start playing right now. I'm just <laughs> absolutely at my with how this last month has gone. And it has just been the same story, the same broken record over and over and over. They're not even close to winning a game right now, and they're not even competing. So I, uh, I am nowhere near getting my mind wrapped around who might be able to get some kind of meaningful productive effort out of these guys. These guys are so much of a dog that really puts me off. Okay. Uh, Giles, you know, what, what do you think about those guys? Do, do, do any of those, you know, make, make you feel anything special? Hi. Once again, <laughs> the Wild have picked a wonderful offseason to be looking for a head coach. It's just either they fall right in the middle of those summers where you go, there's a lot of head coaches out there. Right. And it's just uh, always always just poor timing with this team. Uh, agreed. Um, okay, so another thing that I wanted, I wanted to talk about here, um, John Torchetti had some really interesting quotes. Um, let's see what I can – let's see – uh, okay, so he was named the head coach. And then um, one thing that he did say recently is he said that special teams are a privilege and they're not going to be, you know, I think the Im- implication with that is that they're not going to be something that just happens, that players have to earn their time there, um, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, Chuck Fletcher said that Torchetti came into a mess in Iowa and he cleaned it up. Um, I, I don't – I mean, the start of the season was pretty awful down there, but they, they really turned it around right now. Um, you know, one thing that he said is that all the players are coming in with a clean slate and he wants to he – want, he's going to hold everybody accountable. Um, you know, I, I think that these are really important things to be saying um, and, and shows that – you know, he, he, he means business and he, he's going to be serious about this, but 
Um, you know, I, I think the important thing, you know, one of the one of the questions that I want to ask you guys is all these things that he's saying, they're good things to say, but, you know, Giles, does, does it really mean anything to you right now, or do you need to see results on the ice before you take what he's saying at face value? I mean, I with him, you know, I think he's just going to come in here and, you know, do with, you know, what he thinks is right for the team. You know, if that means putting a Pominville on the, on the bench and putting, you know, like a, a Nita Ryder or somebody on the power play over him, you know, he's going to do that. You know, he's, he's probably fully aware that there could be a change in management in the off season and that, you know, he might not have a job next year, even if, unless Fletcher comes back and they just have him go back to Iowa. So he's just going to probably do whatever the hell he wants. And and doubles, do you think um, with Torchetti coming in, he's, you know, what, uh, nine years older than Mike Yo. Um, he's basically coming in as a lame duck. Do you, do, you, do you think that there's value for him in coming in with basically nothing to lose? Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, but again, I, I'm so down on this group of losers right now. And just, again, the last month, they've just been absolute yellow belly pigs. Um, they should all be embarrassed. It's just a complete lack of professionalism all the way around. And uh, like I said, I'm completely down on this group right now. They should be, they are way underachieving right now, have been for the last month for sure. And uh, even even when they were, when they got off to a relatively decent start to the season, I think something just hasn't quite felt right about the season this year, even when they were going well. It's been a, kind of a goofy vibe with this team. But, uh, yeah, I just say, I don't know, not my wish on with these right now. Okay, I, I, I think Doubles has been kidnapped by the teachers from Charlie Brown shows. Um, you know, so one thing that really struck me today is that um, Vanek was not practicing at the – he was the only player not practicing at the – optional practice today and you know I, I think that this speaks volumes for his work ethic um you know i i just it, it really grinds my gears that a guy who makes 6.5 fucking million dollars a year and he is supposed to be one of the key players on this team he's supposed to be one of the leaders on okay someone's getting kidnapped right now um Someone makes that much money per year. He's supposed to be a leader on the team. He's supposed to be a veteran on the team. And he's the guy who's not showing up when the team needs to be coming together. And um, are we done being kidnapped? Okay. He's the guy who needs to be there when the team is struggling. Like that scene from Austin Powers where he thinks he's done peeing and then he's not. Okay, so he needs to be there. He needs to be leading, and he's not. He's the guy who's sitting there, you know, icing his knees or holding himself or doing whatever, and this is the time when you need to be 
leading by example. And unfortunately, there are very few people on this team, wild team right now, that are leading by example. You know, if, you know, I, I saw someone uh, on the internet somewhere talking about how the fact that Parisi's not playing hard enough, so they need to take away his, his A. People are saying that Coy was not working hard enough, and they need to give his, take away his C. Well, by that logic, there is no player on this team that deserves any litter on his jersey except for maybe Charlie Coyle and Eric Holler right now because those are the only two guys that are acting like they give a damn. Um, you know, and I think that Bannock not practicing today is just a shining example of that where he needs to be out there. He needs to be working his ass off, showing the young kids how it's done. And unfortunately, what he's teaching them is, fuck all y'all, I'm going to go ice my leg. So, you got a problem with that? No. Um, and as as it relates to Vanek, um, I would take issue with Fletcher and that signing. Um, Vanek, there, there's, I mean, Vanek's been in the league plenty long enough. He's, I'm not exactly sure how old he is, 31, 32, somewhere in there, but he is what he is. And I don't, I don't see any indication of how you couldn't see what Thomas Bannock is when he was signed. Uh, he had a horrible run and ended up being a healthy scratch for the majority of the playoff games he was in with Montreal. None of this should have caught Chuck Fletcher by surprise at all. He is what he is. Um, and what he is to Minnesota right now is a terrible signing. Giles, do you have any feelings about Thomas Vanek right now? You know, I I put this out there today. I, you know, for a year and a half, I just kept giving him the benefit of the doubt because I was convinced he was we were better team with him here. And then his his comments and actions today just basically said, you know what? I'm done with you. Fuck you. Drop an F-bomb. Yes. All right. Nicely done. Um, Doubles, did, did, is there anything else you wanted to say um, about uh, my, my question for you earlier about Torchetti? No, I'm still trying to compose myself from here in Giles. <laughs> I'm leaving Eppenheimer. <laughs> Don't worry, I got got more for my final thoughts. (laughs) Uh, Um, To answer your your question, Bergie, no, I don't. I am so pissed off with this team right now. I got nothing. Well, in positive news, um, Jared Spurgeon practiced today. Uh, That's one good piece. That's one piece of good news for the Minnesota Wild. Another piece of good news for them is that Charlie Coyle is on pace for over 20 goals, which, you know, uh, for a team like this is is a rarity to have any player on on pace for something like that. Um, I I don't know right now if anyone I don't not even Coyle was on pace for that. I, I believe Parisi is, um, Vanek is not. So right now, or Vanek is, I guess. So right now, the Wild are, are on are currently on pace to have three players exceed 20 goals on the season. Uh, Parisi currently leads the team and is on pace for 27 goals this season. Coyle and Vanek each on pace for 22. So, it, 
Coyle's development this year has been a big positive. Um, it's uh, unfortunately it's been a little disappointing. I, I don't think that uh, guys like Marco Scandella have really um, kept up pace with their development. Um, Giles, you know, this team is in such turmoil right now. Do you think that? Do you think that the the young players not stepping up? Do you think that that is? I mean, is that something that is a symptom of something greater going on in the organization, or do you think that it's the Wild just didn't evaluate properly, or do you think that this is a situation where the environment is just so toxic right now that things are just so bad and players just are not taking the next step? I, I think there's a little of, a little of everything in there. I, something that kind of struck me, I think it was, on one of Russo's podcasts, like I think it was maybe three weeks ago or something, somebody asked him, like, what changed with Charlie Coyle and his mentality? Because all of a sudden he's just been so incredible. And Russo just, you know, he said, yeah, I asked him about this recently. And basically he just said, yeah, I stopped deferring to the older players. I took the initiative myself. So I, you know, I wonder if that's a mentality for some of these other younger guys and what's kind of, you know, kept them from taking that next step and and then you know maybe it is quite such a toxic situation that you know it just really has brought them all down but that's that's kind of where I'm at with this okay um doubles do you do you have any thoughts on that I mean do you think that you know do you know do do you think that there is something greater going on in the organization that these young guys aren't developing or do you think that this is do you think that these players have just topped out, or do you think that they're developing small? Or do we need to call nine one one? Or is there something else going on here? I, I have no earthly idea what's going on. The only thing I can think of is that, you know, and again, it's easy to say now with the aid of hindsight, but did the younger guys? And by these younger guys, I mean the Gramlins, the Meter Riders, uh, the Coils, although Coil has progressed well this year, um, the Hookers, you know, should those guys have been seasoned a little further along in the American League um, before bringing them up here? Um, but again, I, I can't help but harken back to the last couple of years of playoffs where, you know, the uh, one of the years that the Wild got eliminated by the Blackhawks, um, Booker scores the overtime winner. And uh, and then one of the other years that I believe where they knocked uh, Colorado out, um, you know, Gramlin scores an incredible overtime winner. And, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but Back then, we're saying, geez, look at these young kids now and uh, just wait and see what they, you know, see what they're going to look like in a couple of years. And a couple of years is now, and now sucks. Right. Um, okay. So the Wild have three games this week. They play in Vancouver tomorrow night, and they visit Calgary, Edmonton back to back on Wednesday, Thursday before the big uh, alumni game and stadium series game on Sunday, the 21st um, in 
against Chicago, which should just be, uh, oh boy, I don't know. Giles, you're going to be at that game. Um, you know, like I said, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't spend the money on it, but, you know, I'm sure it'll still be an awesome atmosphere. I'm sure it'll be incredible. Um, so that said, I kind of set myself up. Do you have any final thoughts for me? <laughs> what was that? Final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a final thought for me now that I? Well, I I guess I'll have uh, I'll have two. The first, uh, just on the the stadium series, I'll I'll be thanking myself that my friend who I'm going to the game with, he lives right along the uh, the green line, so we can, uh, you know, heavily liquor up, so I can forget that that game most likely. <laughs> you know. Um. And then uh, my second, uh, something that kind of got lost in the uh, in the the Yo News yesterday was that uh, I put out a question earlier in the afternoon on Twitter to uh, to James Bowen if he was gonna be singing the national anthem at the Stadium Series game on Sunday. And then about 20 minutes after Yo got fired, uh, he replied to me saying that he has yet to uh, receive a call from the NHL about it. Oh. So my thought on this is, fuck you, NHL. I don't want to fucking listen to whatever fucking anthem singer you roll out there. I want to hear James Bone sing the damn anthem because that's the only goddamn thing that's going to be right that afternoon. (laughs) Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, to piggyback on that, uh, if you have not heard um, our Nick in New York talk to James Bone last year, it was phenomenal. Um, I have a, tr- a ton of respect for the guy. I think he's he's one of the best in the NHL. Um, and uh, I'll, we'll just we'll just let Giles drop the mic right there. Um, Doubles, do you have a final thought for us right now? Uh, no, I'm not even going to attempt to follow that. Okay. Yeah, by Giles, uh, not even going there. Well done. Well done, Mr. Sarah. <laughs> yep. I, I completely agree. I, I that's that's phenomenal. Um I, I, I had my little mini rant in the middle of the game, fuck Vanek for acting like this. I think he's acting like a little baby and, and uh the NHL deserves better, the Minnesota Wild deserve better. Us fans deserve better. Um and uh so that's it for the five minute major for Nick in New York, for Jared Mason who are tragically not with us this evening and for doubles and Giles Farrell this is Mike Burke you have a good evening all recording has been completed